and thank you, praise team. Uh, it was good to be off drums for one week. It was a nice uh, hearing the joint praise team play together. Um, so it is an honor and a privilege for me to be uh, delivering message here today. Um, it's my first time preaching to the ESM congregation, so I thought the anxiety level would be similar to when I led the when I emceed the mission dinner, but not even close. Um, so forgive me if I seem a little nervous, but uh, you guys are good people, so. Um, let us turn to our uh, scripture reading for today. It's uh, Ezekiel 34, uh, 11 to 16. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on the day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the water courses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There sh they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. This is the word of the Lord. There's a line from a song by Deep Purple. It's called uh, Soldier of Fortune. I don't know, it just kept coming into my head this week as I was preparing this. And it goes, many times I've been a traveler, I look for something new. In days of old when nights were cold, I wandered without you. I wonder how much of these words resonate with you. They express a sense of longing and searching for something new that always seems to lead to wandering. And I think it's a very human thing to long for something. Think about it. We long for a better day. We tend to long for a better relationship, for a, be for a better career, for a better life. But underneath all this, I see a much deeper kind of longing, a longing for home. And I don't mean a literal home, but a place where we feel content and at peace. There's an actual word for it. It's a German word. It's called Zenzucht. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but that's how it is. And it means a yearning for some place far away that is not of this earth that one can call their home. We experience this, something like this from time to time. It is quiet but powerful. But the irony is we can never tell what this is or where we can find it. There was a period in my life when this was the case. On the surface, I had everything. I had a home, I had a family, I had friends, I had a job. There wasn't anything really I lacked. And yet... I never didn't really feel completely at peace. And I was at home, yet I didn't feel at home. I felt as if that home was out there somewhere. So I often had this inkling to just get up and leave. I leave everything behind and just go somewhere. There was no specific place in mind, just somewhere far where I can feel at peace. And there were times that I did. It took me to different places, and at one point, I even flew halfway around the world just to f search for it. But each time, I did not find what I was looking for. I kept running into a dead end. So what is it that constantly drives us to satisfy this restlessness? 
the feeling that things in life are not as they should be, that they always seem to be just less than ideal than perfect. And we see different manifestation of this wandering, either doing things or going places we think we should. For example, the Israelites worshiping golden calf in the wilderness as a way to sort of escape the reality that they face in the desert. Or the prodigal son leaving home, although the parable itself does not really give us any explanations. And I wonder if this is a symptom of our own brokenness. And these were the thoughts that came to mind as I was reflecting on the lost sheep in today's passage. Because I think the image of the wandering sheep in the fields, not having the slightest idea of where to go, yet stubborn enough to do their own thing, I think it captures how we go through life at times. And here, in Ezekiel, it was to show what had become of the Israelites years later. Not only had they been led further astray in their ways by the bad leadership of kings in Jerusalem, their land was conquered by enemies and they were scattered all over the place as a result, without their home, isolated and lonely. And to this situation, God speaks through the prophet Ezekiel with these very words, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. It's a bold statement. In fact, almost every verse in today's reading alone begins with the words, I will. There is no denying that God is determined to do what he says he will. And here God says he will look for his people, that he will find them from where each of them are and bring them back, back to where they belong. And I think it's important that we understand this about God, his heart that longs deeply for us. For me, that the passage that best demonstrates this is Genesis 3. After Adam and Eve both take the bite of the forbidden fruit and hide in shame. And this is what it says. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God had called to the man and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? It is the part that we don't remember as much from the story in Genesis. When you think about it, it's an absurd question, as if God doesn't know where they are. I mean, he's God. But when we really think about it, we come to understand how God loves. In spite of what we've done, God wants to know us first, like a parent. Yet, he does not force or impose his love upon us. Instead, gives us the freedom to respond to him when we are ready. And this is the same God that pursues his people in today's passage and longs to bring them home. So I thought to myself, what is this home for us? What is this home where we can, to borrow the words from today's text, lie down in good grazing land and feed on rich pasture? Where we can truly say what David said in the beginning of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I had no idea at first. It wasn't that I didn't know what it was. I knew the feeling of it, but I just could not put it into words. So I waited, I prayed, I waited, and then it came to me. That home is where we find peace with ourselves. Because when we're at peace with ourselves, it is hard for us to be even content with the simple things of life. Instead, we blame the things around us and outside of us as the source of all our problems. But when we are at peace with ourselves, we are able to see things more clearly and therefore have the courage to face whatever problems we have instead of running away from them. In other words, we can then be at peace with everything else. 
And I believe that we can truly be at peace with ourselves when we know God in a meaningful way. And that is when we respond to God's longing by bringing our own to him. Because what is a relationship? Relationship is when two people who long to be with one another come together as one. And in relationship, one person's identity is affirmed by the love of the other person. And this allows them to be who they really are. And I see, I've been seeing the glimpse of this in this community as well, especially serving the high seas. Especially when you go on March break or summer retreats. And they have, I, mean, I see them just playing around, you know, playing together. And the little things that they do for each other, they're very inclusive. They welcome each other. And even the quietest kids just all of a sudden blossom. And you really see just sort of how much of an impact and the power it has when you affirm somebody, just even a little bit. And through one another, you can totally see their true and authentic selves emerge. In the same way, it is in God, I believe, that our God-given identity is restored and we begin to live our lives authentically. It is only when we abandon that identity for something else that we grow less restless and wander off on our own. That was precisely the case for the Israelites, I think. It was only when they forgot about their own identity as God's chosen people that they begin to, began to go astray in their ways and experience many troubles. And sometimes, even the process of embracing our God-given identity is not easy because that includes all of our imperfections and complexities. And it will be almost a year since I've been here at St. Timothy. Just over a year since I've answered a call to go into ministry. And in a way, it's strange to think about it when I look back at sort of how the past year and a half has been. Because before I actually, I come from a film background, so... Um, I studied film in my undergrad, and, uh, and that was sort of, you know, just the, within the fine arts, that realm was sort of my forte. So when I got the call to go into ministry, it puzzled me because things that seemed to, all the skills that seemed to, you know, uh, be required for ministry was really not, I didn't think that it was part of my skill set. So in ministry, so especially after coming to St. Timothy and starting the high sea ministry and whatnot, I think it really, those, you know, the experiences that I had brought me face-to-face with a lot of my imperfections. More what I couldn't do than what I could do. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it was difficult at first to kind of deal with that experience. But with something, but it was something was strange. That no matter how difficult it was, that beneath it all, I felt at peace with everything. But which wasn't what I necessarily felt before, I, when I was doing something else, when I was in film or when I was doing what I thought I should be doing. Because there, in that field, I was playing to my strengths, my weaknesses. I could hide them. I don't really need to dress them. What I was good at. I only did that. But going to ministry, it's sort of the opposite case. Kind of you do things that you're not good at. Or you do things and you realize your limitations right away. 
such as preparing for this sermon today. It, uh, I never realized, I mean, like, you know, when, I, when I'm speaking to it the high season, when the, my preparation usually goes from, like, sort of the pointers, but to have to write out a full manuscript, oh, that was, uh, I didn't realize how hard it would be. Um, and that, I think, really raised my respect for Moksanims a lot more. Um, but through this experience of being in ministry, I think it was through those things, through seeing my imperfections, through seeing my limitations, I think I was able to finally embrace my true identity. Not my idealized identity, but who I truly was. And I, th I, I think what I hope is that people, even, even especially when I look at my students, I wish that they could just be who they are. Be as they are made to be. And I see that especially when I interact with them. And I really wish that they don't lose that as they get older. Albert Camus, a French philosopher, once said this, which I thought was very profound. But above all, in order to be, never try to seem. There's a typo there. It's never try to seem. It's a very simple remark, but it's very deep. Isn't it true that most of the times we try to seem rather than be? And it's tiring. It's exhausting to do that. So my hope for all of us today is that we'll come to know this kind of peace. Sometimes it takes going through a journey of our own and getting lost in order to be found. But I believe that God will never forsake us. And as we saw today, he will wait for us. And I believe that he's faithful and will bring us home. So let us see the longings that we have within us as an invitation to draw near to God. And I'm sure there will be a day you'll answer the question, where are you with here I am? Let us sing together. Cover me with